Hello, this is Wednesday, April the 1st. I pray that you and your family are doing well, that you are healthy. Please know how much I miss you and my family, we miss you and miss being together here in person. But know that we are all weathering this storm together and I'm thankful that we can at least stay connected uh, through these Wednesday night and Sunday services. But there has been a passage of scripture that God has laid on my heart and is found in Hebrews chapter 11. And I pray that it would bring you encouragement today and it would bring you hope and bring you peace as we uh, weather this storm. But remember, Hebrews chapter 11 is that great uh, honor roll of faith. It's, it's that uh, hall of fame of those people who lived for Christ or lived for God and who were obedient in their relationship with the Lord. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, this verse has become very special to me through the years. And, and I will share in a moment why it has been so special to me and my family. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And I know right now we are going through a storm and our faith is being tested. And there's another passage of scripture that I shared in a message a couple of Sundays ago, but it's found in Mark chapter 4. And remember, Jesus had asked his disciples to get in the boat and go to the other side of Lake Genesaret or the Sea of Galilee. And in verse 37, it said that a squall came up and that the boat was nearly swamped. It was an unexpected storm that came up, much like we're going through right now, an unexpected storm, an unexpected crisis. And Jesus was asleep on a cushion in the stern of the boat. And the disciples went to Jesus and they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And do you remember that Jesus got up in verse 39? He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet or peace, be still. And immediately the wind died down and it was completely calm. And then Jesus said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? We know as Christians that storms do come, and we know that Jesus promises to be with us. And maybe you've been asking, do you care that we're drowning? We're, we're being swamped by all of the worry and fear and anxiety and and the news reports that are coming in of new cases and people that are dying and and maybe we're feeling overwhelmed and we feel like we're sinking and we wonder do you care God what's going on and he does care very much and this is a time where our faith is being tested but I pray that this would be a time that we would grow in our faith we as Christians build our foundation on our faith in Jesus Christ. We read in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, what Paul wrote, Therefore, since we are justified through faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is through Christ that we have true peace with God. And he'll bring you peace even in the midst of this storm. He'll say, quiet, peace, be still. But we must place our faith in him. Then I think about what Paul wrote also in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, when he said, For it is by grace that you have been saved, uh, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. And we know it's by God's grace, through our faith again in Jesus Christ, that we are saved. We can't earn it. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough good deeds to save us. It's only through the mercy and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Years ago, when God really began to grow our church here at the Forks, we were across the street in the little church, and God kept bringing in people, and we had gone to two services. We were doing a closed-circuit TV with a with the large screen TV down in the fellowship hall and people were sitting on the steps or in chairs down the aisles or in the back and and we were praying God we know that that you're bringing these people in and and even though we don't have space and we've enlarged the parking lot and we're doing all we can do we know God that you're going to have to help us and through God's grace as we prayed um, God made this land available where our church is, and we're grateful to the Hill family that they allowed us to purchase land across the street. And we began the Forks Forward in Faith program and didn't know how we were going to be able to pay for a new building because we were limited in number, even though God was growing us and our finances were limited but um, we called this building program Forks Forward in Faith. And through your generous giving and by God's mercy and grace and through his spirit's leading, we were able to, to build a new church building across the street from our old church, our, our little chapel. And, and God continued to grow us. And, and I remember before the church was completed, our church family came over and and we wrote scriptures all over the floors and the walls and, and I remember my wife Kelly and I going up on the pulpit where the pulpit is now and and uh, our son Isaiah who's now 16 was was in a carrier just a few months old and and we wrote on the concrete underneath where the hardwood is now in the pulpit we wrote this verse, Hebrews eleven six, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And, and I'm so grateful that we as a church, we as Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. And even though things seem like they're they're overwhelming and, and we don't see an end in near sight or near view. We know that God is in control and we must have our faith increased all the more during this season of unrest or season of crisis. But then the second part of this verse 
after he says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. We know all through scriptures, we see invitations to come to the Lord. I think about Jesus calling his first disciples, Peter and Andrew, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, when he said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men or fishers of people. He gave the invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And he still will give us rest and peace today if we would come to him. I think about in Revelations chapter 22, verse 17, it says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let every person who hears come. Let the one who is thirsty come and drink from the water of life, which is a gift from God. And so we know there's an invitation for us to come, but not only to come, but to believe. I shared this past Sunday out of John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it's important that we believe in the one who gave his one and only son, that we might have life and life everlasting. And then in Romans chapter 9, 10 rather, verse 9, um, Paul said that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, it says you will be saved. And I'm so thankful that we can come to the Lord with our fear. We can come to the Lord with our anxiety. We can come to the Lord with our worry. We can come to the Lord with our family struggles. We can come to the Lord with our financial burdens. We can come to the Lord in our sin or in our lostness and know that if we believe and we place our trust in him, our perfect trust in him, then he will save us and he will bring that peace into our lives. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And the last part of this verse, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We've been praying for revival. We've been praying for spiritual awakening and maybe this is not the way that we thought it would come, but certainly we believe that God is using this time to open people's spiritual eyes, to, to look at where their priorities have been, to look at where their relationship with their families have been, to, to look inward at our spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ and and maybe God is using this virus and this crisis to draw people to him. We're humbling ourselves and, and repenting and turning from our wicked ways. And I pray that we are seeking him and drawing closer to him. 
But when it says he rewards those who earnestly seek him, I, I pray that we are seeking him. I love what Isaiah said in that verse that many of you know, Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And that's a great verse to cling to, not only through this season, but each day that we live, we place our hope in the Lord and He's the one that gives us his supernatural strength through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to make it through this difficult time. And, and remember what James wrote in James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 and 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And I pray that we are learning through this season to seek the Lord and to say, Lord, I'm, I'm considering it pure joy. I, I don't necessarily like what's going on, but I pray that through this, my faith is growing and I'm being tested and, and I'm learning how to persevere and to get through these difficult times. And I love what Paul wrote in that great passage out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses seven and eight, when he was in that cold Roman dungeon, suffering for his faith in Christ, and he was still ministering to people and giving words of encouragement and words of hope, and they inspire us and encourage us even today. When he said in verse seven of Second Timothy chapter four, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. What a great passage of encouragement to give us hope and to let us know that if we keep fighting that fight and, and if we finish this race and we keep the faith, uh, God will reward us if we keep seeking him, I wonder how many of you today or over the last few days or the last couple of weeks have been seeking God and, and seeking faith and trust in him. And, and maybe you've been making some promises that, Lord, I'm going to change. I'm, I'm going to be more committed to you. I'm, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible more. And as soon as the church doors are open, my family and I, we're going to be in church and, and maybe we've all been making some commitments or promises during this season. I pray that we have, but I guess my concern is once we get through this storm, this difficult time, are we going to keep those promises or are we going to go back to business as usual and, and doing things like we always did and fall back into that same rut of busyness and running here and there and, and leaving the Lord out of the mix. I pray that we would keep those commitments that we've made. As I was preparing uh, for this time together tonight, I thought about an old movie, and I maybe have made mention through the years in a message before, but in 1978, Burt Reynolds was in a movie called The End. And do you remember that Burt Reynolds 
was diagnosed with uh, some kind of rare disease and he was only given a limited time to live and and he decided that life was so bad that he was just going to end his life uh, along with his uh, friend uh, played by Don DeLuise. He was going to help him end his life and he swam out into the ocean and do you remember that uh, while he was out in the middle of the ocean, he changed his mind. He decided he wanted to live, that, that things were not as bad as he uh, had thought. And, and he decided he wanted to live. But do you remember how he made some promises while he was out in the middle of the ocean? And then the closer he got to shore, uh, things began to change. But, but watch this clip. Uh, as I pray, it brings a little humor to you, but also opens our spiritual eyes to see if we might be one who has uh, made some similar promises. Watch this clip. I can never make it. Help me, Lord. Please. I promise not to try and kill myself anymore. Save me and I swear I'll be a better father. I'll be a better man. I'll be a better everything. All I ask is, make me a better swimmer. Oh God, I can't do this to Julie. We can't do this to Julie. God, let me live, and I promise to obey every one of the Ten Commandments. I shall not kill. I shall not commit adultery. I shall not. I, uh, I'll learn the Ten Commandments. Just get me back to the beach. I'll be honest in business. I promise not to sell lakeside lots. Unless there's a lake around. I want to see another sunrise. I want to see another sunset. It was a mistake, God. I never really wanted to kill myself. I just wanted to get your attention. Help me make it. I'll give you 50% of everything I make. 50%, God. I want to point out that nobody gives 50%. I'm talking gross, God. to start. If you don't want your 10%, then don't take it. I know it was you that saved me. As you can see through this clip, um, that it was funny how he was, he was on fire for God when he was in deep trouble. 
But then when the end of his trouble was in sight, uh, his commitments began to uh, sway just a little bit. But I pray that we would not be guilty of doing that, that if we're making commitments to the Lord and, and we're growing in our faith, that when this storm ends, we'll still be uh, committed and we'll still have even greater faith maybe than we had before. But I'd love to have a time of prayer right now. And please know that that we are praying for you. Our staff, we're praying for you. And, and again, we're praying that God is going to keep you safe and your family healthy. And, and for all those uh, needs that are still on our hearts and on our prayer list. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh God, we love you and we thank you. And Father, we know you promised to always be with us, that you're in the boat with us. Even when the storm seems overwhelming and when we feel like we're being swamped by the worry and fear and anxiety, you promised to be with us. And you ask, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Father, may this be a time where our faith would increase and we would decrease and you would increase all the more. And Lord, I pray for those uh, victims of the coronavirus that you would bring healing and Father, bring comfort to those who have suffered loss. And Father, we continue to pray for our medical professionals and doctors and nurses and paramedics and firemen and police officers or maybe even military personnel that are, Father, trying to help those in need. And Lord, we pray for a hedge of protection around them and their families. And God, we pray for this church family that you would keep us safe and protect us, God, from any harm or sickness or illness. And God, we just pray again that soon uh, we would see this virus come to an end continue to bless all of our leaders both nationally and father and in our state and locally that they would follow your lead god and make wise decisions and helping to curve this uh father this virus and that again you would protect them and give them discernment father we just continue to pray for those on our prayer list Father, we pray for those who have experienced loss. Would you comfort them? Father, we have folks in our church family that are in the hospital and, Father, that are uh, taking treatments even through this storm, this crisis. We pray that you would bring healing to them. We know you're the great healer and the great physician. And we pray, God, that again, that you would bring them victory Lord, we continue to pray for revival and spiritual awakening that, Father, you're using this virus to wake people up, to open our spiritual eyes, and, and that we would come to you and we would seek you and know, God, that you will bless us, uh, not only, God, on this side of eternity, but ultimately you will bless us in a beautiful place called heaven, a place of eternal peace and rest where there will be no more sickness or no more pain, no more suffering. And so, Father, I pray that we would place our trust in you. And, Father, I pray again that you would bless each family. I know, God, we're spending a lot of time together in our homes. And 
I pray, God, that we would be patient with one another and we would love one another, understanding this is a stressful time and, and that we would all do our best to support one another and love one another and, and to grow again in our faith during this time. And God, we're just going to thank you in advance again for seeing us through and the victory you're going to bring. And we just know you're going to stand and say, quiet, peace, be still. And, and the winds and waves of this virus are going to calm down. And Father, we're going to grow in our faith. We're going to place our trust in you. So God, we, we thank you again for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. And we thank you, Father, for your promise to be with us. Bless each one now, God, as we uh, go throughout this evening and in the days to come. And we're just going to give you all the glory again for the victory we're trusting you to bring. In the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching again tonight. And I know some of you all have uh, shared from last week that you can't wait to see me dance again in person on our first Sunday back in the building. And I'll have to pray about that one, but no dance tonight. Uh, but there will be a, a closing song. And again, as as we close each Wednesday night with uh, our song Sanctuary, I pray that you will sing along and, and I look forward to worshiping with you again, even on this Sunday. But let's sing together. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you with thanksgiving i'll be a living sanctuary for you. Amen. God bless you and I love you.